Welcome, guys, to the Simply Back to the Simply Strong podcast. We got um, Joel and Sam both back here today, and we are with the legendary Vic Hawksley um, from AIM Academy in Sydney, Narrenburn. Um, so, Vic, I mean, he's been you've been on our podcast before. Early days, don't know what episode, but early days you were on. Uh, we've done a bunch of stuff with you. You know, we ran pilot programs on CDP and CDPX. Um, so, you know, we watch you from afar. And, and I guess, and are near. <laughs> um, so. Open days. I mean, 2019, <laughs> I think, I went to the AIM Open Day. Was it 2019? Maybe? 18, 19? Somewhere there I did the Open Day. So, yeah, it's been it's been a cool journey. Some get bent. Anything we can get yeah. our hands on, really. That's it. <laughs> but, um, yeah, no, well, well, thanks for coming back on, Vic. And I guess, um, Joel, yeah, we want to have a bunch of questions. Joel's got a bunch of questions. We're just keen to sort of unpack, I guess, more around AIM again. Um you know, like I think the questions that, that we sent over sort of there's a few different things there, a little bit about business, a little bit about coaching philosophy. Um, you know, we know a really big part of who you are and the way you do is, is, is about leading from the front. It's about putting the work in, you know. Um, I guess we, we talk about it in the people's gym. We talk about having coaches who walk the walk, don't just talk the talk. That's sort of the, the mentality we use and we try and apply. So I guess... It's a bit of that. There's a bit of jujitsu thrown at the end, which I can't necessarily be a part of, but I'll pretend to pretend to be a part of for now. <laughs> so easy. Yeah. yeah. So look, I got a um, I got a bunch of questions that I thought it would just be easy if we run through. But to to dive in there, I recently um, I've been on a little bit of a Vic tear, right? I've listened to three podcasts you've been on in the last month, and I listened wow. to one. Yeah, I listened to one of them twice through. The last one that you were on with an English fella um is it like something basics uh dictator of the basics or something something along those lines yeah yeah so i listened to that one twice because i it really the first time it really inspired me so sam Mateo, i came in and i was like ah yeah. basics gotta get back to it gotta do this we gotta do that and then i re-listened to it because i felt there's all these little gems in there you know that you're only going to get through uh get at sorry with the second listen so um i'm very inspired I'm very, very just like, oh, more inspired. So I've got a bunch of questions and this is kind of taking uh, out of the stuff that you got, you and him kind of talked about. And I just thought I'd love to expand a little bit more on the few of those things. So um, the first thing you spoke about and it really kind of it was something that I was like, oh, it's really, really cool is like fundamentals before the basics. And, um, you know, what kind of what was your process um, in developing this and discovering this along your coaching journey and like why do you think the fundamentals are so important for most people before quote-unquote the basics because we always hear like oh the basics but so many people need fundamentals way before basics mm. yeah for sure firstly thank you for having me back on boys it's so good to uh good to have you on again and what a way to start so i guess as you guys know you know kind of we've, we've worked together in the past and one of the one of the one of the many sayings that i have is you know start with the end in mind so you know let's say if fundamental is what we perceive to be right at the beginning uh well what's the end in mind i mean end in mind for me whenever i work with anybody is very simply uh you know i've been saying this for a little while now make somebody strong supple and savage right that's basically it like in some shape or form right and the savage could be someone could be like leaner bigger whatever you know like in a skillful way to express themselves or whatever and who doesn't want to be strong and supple right we also know all those qualities uh effectively impact you know the individual's quality of life right not just in the present but hopefully also in the future sort of thing so that's like the general end in mind if you like that's the general outcome that we're heading towards um so if we were to reverse engineer 
right? If that was the end of my reverse engineer things, um, most people that we tend to get, I'm not sure about you, uh, we tend to kind of work with everyday people, right? And everyday people, uh, this is not their main jam. Simply put, this is, they don't get paid for this shit. Uh, you know, this is something, if anything, for them to get away from their normal life, their normal, you know, kind of everyday, you know, kind of, uh, it's a little scape almost, right? And obviously the massive bonus here, of course, is uh, they're willing to pay a little bit of money to kind of, you know, look after themselves, right? Um, so, you know, starting with that in mind, uh, it's almost like, you know, whenever we want to present something to somebody, uh, there's a massive lack uh, in terms of, there's a massive lack of, you know, how people absorb information and how they kind of, you know, uh, how they use it effectively. Um, you know, again, coming back with that in mind, let's say one of those, you know, I want to make somebody strong. Okay, well, what are the tools that I can use? You know, we know weighted stuff works, you know, we know kind of calisthenic works and there are so many different modalities or methods or systems, if you like, you know, tools, if you like, right? Um, and again, we can pick anything, right? So let's say kind of, you know, we have a basic, you know, kind of somebody's like coming to you, it's like, I want to be strong. Um, okay, we're going to use basic tools that everybody knows, you know, squat, uh, let's throw chin up and dips in there. Uh, what other movements? You know, throw one, throw one, boys. Give me one. RDL. Okay, cool. RDL. So nice. We've got like a squat, hinge, push and pull. Oh my God. As if, as if we were, <laughs> we, were, we knew what we were talking about here, boys, right? <laughs> now, the thing is like, you know, those tools, obviously they're basics, right? So, you know, kind of, they're very simple. Uh, however, right, how we package it up and how we obviously kind of present it, let's say, cool, we're going to do five by five on the squat because, you know, that's like right amount of numbers in terms of, you know, kind of total volume, that's 25 reps in total, that's also five reps, so it's kind of strength in there as well. That's going to be kind of big, big, you know, that's going to be a nice number to start off with. Let's say chin up and dips, you know, kind of start to kind of, you know, oh, you can't do a chin up here, let's just put you in a band or whatever sort of thing, right? Like there are ways to obviously apply those tools, those movements and whatnot. But really, I think about it, it's like, well, what's the sustainability of that shit, right? So, you know, kind of most important, like, what's the actual uh, gains people are making out of those tools right there and then, as well as like, you know, if we were to do this for another six, eight, 12 weeks and plus sort of thing. And to me, it's not very much, right? The reason being, if let's say using that squat as an example, you know, squat is just an up and down thing with the weights in front of you or behind you, depending on how you do it, right? However, if somebody doesn't know fucking, you know, how to load it appropriately, they're not moving or can't coordinate well, uh, they don't have the awareness yet, right? To kind of really make the most out of the move. It's like, it's, the move is a little bit more redundant. We're effectively just kind of moving for the sake of it. Again, nothing wrong with that whatsoever, but it's not gonna move them closer to their major goal or our major goal together of like, you know, making them strong, supple, savage in the future. So, you know, basically I was seeing this time after time and um, what I realized was, you know, whenever I worked with somebody, I started with this, you know, the, the fun, you know, whatever the basics, the big things that you know, I believe to be the, the key things. Um, and then realized like, fuck, like, although it's the right thing, people are just not using it the right way. Or like, you know, we, me and the client can't use it properly. Cause I'm like, you know, we should be progressive overload. We can use this move. Uh, it just wasn't working. It wasn't just, you know, kind of meaningful, impactful. So then that meant kind of, okay, well, how do we potentially regress this or step laterally, right? Step sideways. How can we give this person a win? And that win coming in the form of both objective and subjective, right? Objective being like, hey, how can we actually, you know, uh, improve our numbers, you know, kind of, you know, start to kind of win in terms of, are we getting better, you know, reps, sets, load, whatever sort of thing, but also subjective. Like, are people feeling good? Do they feel more confident in their body? Like, can we actually go now tackle more complex things and layer things on? So effectively, kind of, you know, this, this fundamentals or basics, whatever kind of you want to pull it, like, we were like, okay, what's the one step behind? 
Like, how do we start to communicate with each other? How can we create some reference points that inevitably we continually keep to we keep using, no matter what tool we're using, no matter what systems or methods we're using or utilizing. Um, so this is why, you know, kind of pulling people back right to the beginning, you know, kind of, which is basically like, let's start making people a little more coachable, you know, kind of, let's kind of get people to understand where they're coming from. Uh, and most importantly, start to kind of put a process in place, right? And that process being, you know, kind of that, that step-by-step -step thing, right? Now, of course, the really cool thing about any process, and it's really cool to hear you guys talk about in, in the business sense, you know, like, yeah, you know, like we're in the, model, we're in the middle of a, a restructure again. Guess what? You had a process in place, and now you're like, we've, we've got to a place where we still want that similar outcome, but we need to tweak our process to make it better. That's a really cool fucking place to be at. Does that make sense? You know, kind mm -hmm. of like, and same thing with coaching and training people. It's like, you know, oh yeah, I can lift and shift something that has worked, you know, apparently science says it works, but it's like, well, how is it going to land on a human being, <laughs> right? Emotionally, right? And then obviously physically thereafter, you know, kind of, and for a lot of people, everyday people, especially uh, who, this is not their main living, you know, this is not their main livelihood. It was like, well, how can I teach them? How can I coach them? How can I guide them? How can we put a process in place that we can then continually start to win, you know, in the short term, then start to also develop in the long term where, you know, eventually when we come to squats, we can actually get most out of the squats. But till then, what other things can we utilize that give us the same or similar benefits to squat, you know, kind of, mm -hmm. and then, you know, and, and, and layer that approach, you know, kind of, um, so that was the kind of the real reasoning behind, you know, kind of pulling things back a little bit. Mm. Did you, yeah. if I can bridge off that, did you, um, you know, you hear about this, this biopsychosocial training model, like, did you pull, would you call yourself maybe an early adopter, whether it was labeled that or not, or whether there's something you just, from your own personal principles, it, it came and then you sort of been like, oh, well, I guess that's sort of what I'm doing, you know, whether you label it that or not, has that played a, uh, has that influenced much of your, like along the last couple of years of building these things a bit more, like fleshing them out a bit more and giving language to talk about them? Or is it always yeah. just something that you do? Yeah, I mean, kind of right from day one, I sort of kind of realized, you know, uh, especially personal training, you know, like people are at the most vulnerable, you know, kind of they're paying a lot of money and they're also putting them in a really uncomfortable position where they're basically, they're effectively kind of, you know, exposing, especially those people who don't know you. So, you know, those people who are just starting out, it's like, you know, I don't know, Vic, uh, you know, kind of, uh, we've seen this fucking weird guy do weird shit, whatever. I'm, I'm nowhere near that. Um, like, how do I, how, yeah, how do I, how do I go and, you know, say like, hey, can, you know, I want to, you know, would it be strong stuff or savage? Like, I don't have the language myself. That, that. It was just a human thing, Sam, you know, kind yeah. of, I was just like, cool. You know, I'm hearing, you know, as you know. Uh, I'm not a very smart person, so I, I like to ask a lot of questions. So even when I sit down with somebody, you know, I, I talk about, hey, tell me a little bit more about yourself, you know, kind of. And obviously they will talk mostly about, you know, uh, the things they've done in the past and obviously, where, you know, what is they're looking for, you know, that sort of thing. But I'm like, but tell me more about yourself right now, you know, kind of like, you know, why are these things, you know, kind of so important to you? Not just that, but like, you know, um, to really kind of figure out whether, is it the lack of knowledge or information, the guidance, you know, kind of, or is it more so kind of, you know, they uh, they can't consume things at a certain way. Does that make sense? You know, kind of yeah, like yeah. there are so many layers to it and, yeah. and it's all in that more of the mindset thing. It's more of an emotional thing. You know, yeah. technically, as you guys know, you know, kind of the, to the tools, the, basically when I'm talking about tools is the movements that we're choosing X, Y, Z. Like realistically speaking, as I don't fucking care who you are, like, you know, any anything we use on a newbie is gonna work period yeah it's you know it's like any fucking diet right you do anything 
your body's going to be under stress. Your body, gonna, your body will respond. We don't know if it's going to be a good thing or a bad thing, of course, but it's going to respond, right? There's going to be a change that's going to come out of this catalyst, which is this new stress or stimulus coming in. Yeah. Um, so technically, you know, using movements, XYZ, that's the easy part, really, at the, at the start, you know, kind of, uh, it's more around kind of understanding that person at an emotional level, uh, at a human level sort of thing, you know, yeah. putting that personal back into personal training sort of thing. That's where kind of, you know, where I was kind of finding myself, you know, having the same conversations over and over again, or seeing same emotions being sparked up, um, purely because of the mistakes that I was making. You know, I was like trying to aim at like, you know, because let's be honest, we don't know what the fuck we're doing, really. You know what I mean? We're just like looking for inspirations. We're like, oh yeah, because when we kind of you know starting out, we haven't gone through our experience ourselves. Mm -hmm. You know, like let's say, you know, oh yeah, I learned, I want to be fucking jacked. So everything is like, you know, I'm I'm more into bodybuilding style of training. But somebody's just like, hey, I'm just doing a rehab thing. It's like, oh, mm -hmm. okay, well, I haven't done any of this stuff, but I think this is what you know how people put it together. Let's try it. You know what I mean? And that's not a bad thing, of course. But mm -hmm. over time, through experience, you start to kind of you know dabble in different things, and you know, not just kind of from a working yourself or also presentation that sort of thing. Um, but at the end of the day, it still needs to be relayed. For the person in front of you and that person to actually trust you know kind of what you're saying uh how you're presenting is going to be useful for them and the best way kind of you know they will uh the best way for them to trust you is going to be you know obviously a little bit of credibility in the sense that you know kind of like you know have you done this kind of work before uh you know obviously the first up connection you know is this person genuine you know kind of is this person uh you know showing a little bit of compassion um you know is this kind of uh you know do they you know the values you know um somebody's kind of saying like oh, yeah i want to be strong and i'm like yeah man you know like uh, we're gonna fucking go to piloting me in 12 you know 12 months and you know that's not my style either you know what i mean so i'm not saying again that's the wrong thing because maybe some person you know some people like go off that you know what i mean kind of and that's the cool mm -hmm. thing but that you know that that trust that initial thing that emotional kind of buy-in that's where i put a lot of effort into it initially yeah and I think it's fair to say, like, there's very few people or coaches out there that are working with a niche where you're going to be every one of your clients who wants to power lift. Like, I would argue that probably 99% of personal trainers or coaches work largely with general population, at least to begin with, until maybe you really specialize into something. So I think, like, having, like you said, having those tools and, and taking that broader approach gives you so much more access to help people in their environment so i think that's that's super powerful that's really cool and and just to echo off that you know kind of i think what you said there is really really cool because as a coach you know like at the start we're like we can help everybody <laughs> you know kind of like i mean that's generally true because we generally tend to work with a wide array of people you know yeah. kind of and obviously you know we eventually just niche down and obviously be clear with the message and you know how we kind of uh you know what we use xyz sort of thing yeah. but realistically kind of you know if we do our job right you know as a, as a client's journey if you like you know as they kind of evolve over time um they get to a point where if they do want to go down a specific route guess what now they're ready to be not planned off but like handed off to that next stage that's the next evolution sort of thing yeah. You know, it's the same way us as coaches, right? It's like, you know, you guys have worked with myself and then you've know, worked with other coaches around you, you know, and, you know, drawing inspiration and putting the work in. And it's like, you know, you're then carving your own path, right? Because you are effectively, you know, going through the experience yourself, seeing what you like, what resonates, you know, kind of what makes sense. And also kind of, you know, how well can you apply it back into the real world with the real people that you tend to work with, you know, kind of. And, and so kind of this beautiful thing starts to kind of blossom outwards. You know what I mean? And and same thing with clients, you know, like where are that, you know, I consider myself, we inherently kind of, you know, serve those people who are like, you know, right to the start of the journey ridiculously well. You know, that's the, that's the first thing, you know, kind of because let's be honest, 
as far as business goes, you know, there's plenty of those kind of people out there. You know, there's people who are just mm. starting out, right? So it's like, well, why not? Why not kind of be all about helping these people right, you know, right off the bat? Mm. Mm. You said something that's it's, it's become so apparent in the longer I'm coaching and, and dealing with different kinds of people. It's like that when someone walks through your door the first time, they're exposed in this new environment. They're vulnerable. They're exposed. It's a bit confronting, you know, because we have this image. Well, often people have this image of what they're actually capable of. Like, oh, I'm capable of this. But then when you actually put them in the situation, they a lot of the time can realize like, oh, shit. Like bending my knees is really hard. Do you know what I mean? Just holding my body weight. I've had this a lot where people are like, hold my body weight. Yeah, come on. You know, you know what I mean? And I'm like, let's just do this for 30 seconds. Like, let's just do a straight arm plank for 30 seconds. And you can start to see that that people, that it's like you're peeling off layers. And there's that moment as well, what you said on, it's like getting people to be coachable. That's like an art, you know what I mean? Unto itself. It's like just teaching people that process language and getting them to be better at being coached is like a whole other thing and that's something that you yeah you just said i'm like that has been apparent and, and you know kind of effectively another primary reason i tend to kind of you know really focus on that right at the start is those people who are really generally new you know kind of when i say fairly new you know people who have obviously moved before but like you know haven't done this kind of thing and this is why we have that process in place is because um it's like a blank canvas right like you know we can we can we can we can draw our own you know version of what what what's beautiful to us you know like how we mm. speak how they receive information our lingo what do we mean by this and you know kind of this starts to kind of that's what I'm kind of laying those small processes down. On contrary, you know, there's nothing not not a worse thing, but like you know, on the other side of the spectrum to that is like you know those people who have been training, you know, sort of similar, but obviously not in like let's say our method, if you like, you know, kind of who don't have the language reference points, mm. you know, like those point those people, I can lift this much, you know, I can move this much, you know, I have been in this for this long, and it's all cool, like you know, capacity wise, but then really with them, you know, it's not around. Okay, well, how can we? Uh, push that further it's more around at the start at the start for me anyway it's like well how can we get most out of what you already have now what that means is you still need to slow down right and we still need to be clear both of us you know kind of what that looks like for us you know and mm. it's a two-way street that's a that's more of a challenging thing you know kind of in the sense that the other person was like coach i'm not being pushed hard enough you know i can do more i can give you more you know kind of like you know and i can lift this much and it's like as you were saying like well can you do it that extra, you know, kind of, can you can you show me this a little bit of ownership in this position a little bit more? You know, can you take it for this a little bit more? And then, you know, those, it's like, well, now let's start paying due diligence. And that's one of the harder things, you know, kind of, mm. but both are important. And again, having something, you know, at the start, a simple process where as coaches, as businesses, you know, we have in place to build people from the ground up, you know, kind of, again, speak to them and obviously kind of then start to make that work a little more potent. Because obviously being progressive, you know, kind of for, let's say, somebody who's just literally starting out, it's pretty simple, straightforward. You know, like it's just like one thing another top of those people who come a little bit ready-made sort of thing. Once we have this foundation, you know, this terminology, language, you know, kind of like this rapport, this trust kind of builds, then it's like, a, well, we just kind of go to the, you know, the, the, the third step, if you like, you know, we can afford to miss a second step. What I mean by that is, you know, it's like, cool, let's actually pull a squat program in, you know, like, and we can be, you know, it's more of a technical block, you know, as opposed to kind of, you know, somebody who can't squat clearly and we have to kind of, you know, take a, you know, uh, uh, a diversion, if you like, you know, on our way to kind of using squat as an example. Mm. But at the start of it, we still need that same process. Mm. Yeah, totally. Um, you got anything for that, Sam? Well, I just thought maybe we can just jump jump there because I think you led in well. You touched on a few things there, and I think this this question we jump a question moving to like um, 
the long term the long term approach. You know, one of the things we actually did a, pod, a podcast on this last week, just just Joel and I, because one of the challenges we see, and I think it's just a mindset of, of it's a fitness mindset that's really common, is that I'm going to achieve this in eight weeks. More is better. The faster and harder I run, the faster I'll get there. And we know, like, there's some truth to that at level, like, like, like from a, you know, you've got to provide a stimulus to get the adaptation. There's like, okay, so we do need a level of intensity. But like you were saying, hey, even if you can, you know, let's just take deadlifts, for example, because every, every Tom, Dick and Harry has been in a commercial gym, smashed out some deadlifts. I've been there, right? But I can, I can speak from personal experience. Deadlifting, when I was 20 in the gym by myself, I got pretty strong still. Like I still hit, you know, a 200 kilo deadlift. But then when I came to deadlift with you, we switched back to RDLs and there was a few, there was a, like you said, there was some more ownership required. There was a few more, you know, nuances that were put on there for, for specific reasons. All of a sudden, like I could still push it, but what, you know, like, like it was a whole different ball game in one sense. There was stuff to relearn, but I'm also better off now having done that work and then re, I guess it's almost like a rebuild, right? It's like a rebuild and relayering of those skills. Um, it, do, it doesn't mean that the skill I put in all this, what I had before was useless, by reworking and reapplying those things. But one of the things we see, especially with our demographic and sort of that general pop is they see they see certain movements and certain methodologies and it's hard, it's fast, it's six week, eight, eight week challenges. It's, you know, and so how, one of the challenges and one of the things we've again drawn from AIM is this balance of giving people what they need and a little bit of what they want. And, but helping them see like, there's a long-term game here that we need to play. Uh, we're not gonna, we're not gonna fix your knees in six weeks. You know, we're not going to get that body weight back squat in six weeks. You know, we're not going to get the muscle up in eight weeks. Like when you can't get a chest and bar pull up or you can't even hold your body weight for 60 seconds on a bar, things like that. So how do we how, like layering and helping people again, coming back to that coaching thing, how, how, what's your approach? And I guess what's your uh, angle? And I'm sure it's sort of stuff we've talked through already in helping people see that there's a long-term play and a short-term play. There's two things that we're working on here and how you sort of layer that. Yeah, really cool. So let me start by kind of saying, I guess, kind of, you know, people will only leave you for two, you know, most obvious reasons. Let me start by there. It sounds really weird way to go about it. You know, most people kind of leave uh, because uh, shit's too hard, right? The adversity is too fucking too high. It's like, fuck, this is not worth my fucking time. This is way above my fucking, you know, kind of um, way above what I'm willing to kind of push myself or put myself through. Mm. The second reason, believe it or not, most common one anyway, I'm sure there are many other reasons, of course, but like, you know, the second most common reason is going to be when people are kind of too fucking bored, right? They're too bored, meaning they're not having fun. They're not seeing progress, you know, kind of, and, and officially if they're not staying in the same place, if anything, they've gone backwards sort of thing. Yeah. Right. So those are the two main reasons. If it's, it's either too hard or too easy effectively. Now, you know, when we work with somebody, obviously we, we want to think about, you know, long-term, right. But really we have to understand, you know, this macro view as we call it, you know, kind of like, well, we need to define what fucking macro win macro means. And for us, that's, we don't know. Like, that's the simplest answer, right? Like, we don't know how long we're going to be able to hold on to this person for, right? Mm -hmm. That makes sense, you know, kind of. And I guess this is probably one of the primary reasons a lot of coaches or businesses, you know, set themselves up in a way. It's like, well, let me give them quick wins over eight weeks and label it as eight weeks because, you know, that's like, we're going to go hard and fast and then we're going to see some progress and hopefully that progress is going to be good enough for me to, you know, offer us to be able to hold on to that person and then sign up again for X, Y, Z or like, you know, they'll kind of, you know, we'll keep, you know, uh, reselling or framing things up in this particular way. 
again, is that really bad? I don't think so. If, if, if people are holding in, they're seeing progress, they're having fun, it's like, it's all cool. Because if you just link those eight, 12 weeks together, you know, four or six times, I mean, that's that's quite a long time, right? You know? Um, mm -hmm. Now, that being said, you know, kind of for us, as I mentioned before, you know, kind of the way I view it is, you know, we're effectively one long-term fucking project, right? That's 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 the simplicity, like the simple way of thinking about it. Every any everything and anything that we do in the current, you know, kind of form, whether it be four weeks, whether it be eight weeks, whether it be 12 weeks, of course, we have a certain outcome in mind. You know, you use deadlifts as an example. We've done, you know, kind of handstands, we, you know, muscle up, whatever you want to call it, you know, get shred, whatever is an example. We're going to effectively, you know, kind of put the work in. Hopefully, you know, kind of we're following a process and that process is good enough for us to actually, at the end of that time frame, you know, kind of like, yeah, I've achieved what I said I have to do. I mean, that's a win. That's a progress. Now, obviously, kind of, you know, was that process fun? Is that process something that you can see yourself doing, you know, longer term? Like that's where, you know, effectively we're going to start losing people. Right, you know, kind of, it's like you know, the reason a lot of people, uh, let's say, weight loss is an example, a primary, you know, kind of uh, way of um, thinking and and selling, you know, to a lot of you know, kind of people, gen pop out there, right? You know, kind of body image, effectively, you know, twelve weeks get shreds, sixteen weeks, whatever challenge X Y Z, like that shit works. People fucking, you know, get results, right? Because we've seen, I don't know about you, but I see these before and afters all the time. Mm, all the <laughs> right? time, man. you know but then you know, i wonder well like well are they coming back again to improve on that or like you know what's happened to those people right mm, you know what i mean like mm. you know are they you know what the, the process clearly works but have they stuck to the process you know like are they still with these people you know can like you sustain yeah. it you know correct you that's the biggest it? thing so again i don't think it's a right or wrong thing but it's effectively come you know it comes back to you know this process so again you know kind of the way i look at it is yes we want to develop somebody long term and we've already identified that long term for us is you know can we make them stronger more supple and more of a savage than we kind of came in contact with them now in order to kind of go there we just start right to the beginning you know this basics the foundation whatever sort of thing it's like are we still giving them a win yes their shoulders are feeling better or i can hinge the hips I'm, I'm my i'm not as tight i feel a little bit looser I feel a bit stronger or oh, I can do a little bit more things. Oh, the next layer. Hey, guess that shit work. Guess what? Natural progression. Where do you want to go? You want to get even stronger? Should we use this? Okay, let's go here. Hey, while you're doing that, can we can we also kind of see whether we can sprinkle this in? You know what I mean? So still yeah. trying to effectively kind of, you know, use the wide toolbox that we have. And of course, you know, we need to be respectful of the fact that, you know, for anybody to kind of get any specific outcome, we need to kind of do specific work, right? But again, coming back to the people that we tend to serve, a lot of, you know, kind of general pop, that general being the key word there, you know, they need to be prepared in a general variety of way. Because again, they don't have fucking ample time to be specific all the time, you know, all year round, right? You know, this is why we're not teaching powerlifting as the main thing. We're not sending people to competition, it. We can definitely, you know, we just had our uh, in-house event yearly, dead, you know, deads and dump, right? So turn what the... Turn the best event turn, the yeah, turn the you know turn our studio into Nipley's you know kind of street kitchen you know <laughs> you know homemade steamed dumplings while so, we got deadlift we got a deadlift platform right so, you know kind of people are basically lifting three rep max and the really cool thing is you know that becomes an end in mind we start that program in January at the start of the year so we've got six months leading to this event and that means you know we get to put a little bit more kind of technical block in we get to put a little more volume and build for you know kind of training block in and then intensity block so you can see the, the layering effect. You know, like, and that took six months mm. to yeah. then hit the platform, you know, and, and again, people are seeing progress, right? You know, like, and, you know, it's a new, new way, whatnot sort of thing. And we have this end in mind, they're getting stronger. They're clearly getting stronger. That's objective fucking improvement. But the reality is we can't train like that or, you know, kind of for the whole year. I mean, you can, right? 
But then we also want to develop in multiple different other facets or different, you know, we want to utilize different modalities. That doesn't mean we get to get divorced with the, the deadlifts now. It means like, hey, now let's go into more of a structural thing and structural way, you know, kind of my, my way of saying is like, because we've done massive intensity block, like let's do more bodybuilding type of work. You know, let's kind of do sub-maximal things. Like let's get a sweet pump. Because that means now we can kind of intensify other areas, maybe that mm. upper body development. Maybe you kind of, we focus on a skill or maybe you kind of, we get a little more supple sort of thing. It doesn't, so it doesn't mean we kind of, we stop those things, but it just means we know we get to now kind of, you know, put things on simmer, if you like, right? So again, it's that bit, but again, it's very, very hard thing to kind of sell this to somebody who's brand new, right? Because they don't have the hindsight yet. They haven't been through the process. They haven't felt the gains. They don't trust you yet. So again, you know, there's uh, one of my mentors, you know, kind of, you know, used to say like, you know, do the, do the, the right next thing. You know, yeah. kind of as opposed to like right thing, wrong time. You know, it's like the, you know, everybody wants to kind of like the, uh, you know, let's say alphabet out, you know, the, you know, Y and Z, you know, that like the end, it's like, oh man, it'd be so cool to be a Y and Z. It's like, dude, you need to go to the fucking A and B right first, you know? Yeah. And guess what? From B, you only go to C first. <laughs> yeah. You know, mm -hmm. so it's like that layering effect. So it's, you know, I think this this uh, way of communicating long term, obviously, you know, this mindset, as you kind of said it, Sam, you know, it's really, really important, right? And that happens from the top. We're thinking about long term, but long term for most average people, you know, can't be like three years, right? Because yeah. people don't think that long, right? For mm -hmm. most people, as you were just saying there before, it was like eight weeks or 12 weeks. So even when I say, you know, kind of training blocks, I'm like, cool this particular training block is going to be around, you know, kind of just, it's going to be a bit harder because we're going to intensify things. You know, the idea is to kind of really, let that get that fucking nervous system kind of strong. Let's kind of really improve that software. Like, you know what I mean? Versus like after this, then what we can do is we can go back into improving our hardware, you know, kind of like, does that make sense? And so that's how, yeah. you know, so again, like how you start to kind of label things and, you know, yeah. kind of, and, you know, draw uh, analogies, you know, I, I often say to kind of, you know, the boys, you know, kind of, uh, to me, it's really important to kind of paint a colorful picture because everybody likes colorful things, mm. you know, kind of like, of course, people, you know, kind of uh, respond to things in a different manner, but, you know, kind of everybody likes, you know, kind of this uh, image in the head, right? Kind of, you know, it's like, you know, when you read books, as an example, you, you paint images in your head, right? You know, kind of, and you give it, you know, kind of meaning. So to me, like, you know, it's like, cool. Uh, we're gonna do five by five for the next X, Y, Z, or like, you know, we're gonna work up to threes and, you know, kind of in, in 12 weeks time, we're gonna do X, it's like, yeah, that will work on some people, but a lot of people are just like numbers and shit. And let's be honest, I'm not very good with numbers, right? I probably already fucked it up, right? So, but, you know, kind of saying things like those hardwares and softwares, you mm. know, like talking about like, hey, it's gonna be hard. But the cool thing is, you know, kind of, we have a process in place. So even if you're not feeling good, you know, even if you're not hundred percent on, you know, today, we know we're gonna get the best out of that 40% that you feel today. And you're gonna leave the session being grateful and thankful. And, you know, got, having gone through that experience next week, you can rely on that. Even on your worst fucking day, you got the job done. Okay, can we use that? Can we build on that? You know what I mean? So it's like that step by step. It's again, people taking people to that experience effectively. So this is why I always say, you know, we're always a long term project. And we need to understand, and you know, this reflection piece, you know, at the end of every block. So it's not just kind of important to kind of plan things out, but also to kind of review. Has it been successful? You know, like, as you guys know, you know, we always talk about, you know, to build future, we need to kind of actually, you know, take stock of what's actually happened, yeah. right? You know, this people call it reflection, review, all that kind of stuff. You know, the thing that we did, did it work? If it did, what did we like about it? And do we want to continue down this path? What did we take from here to the next thing? If it didn't work, why didn't it work? Do we need to reframe things? Do we just redesign things? 
you know, uh, we would just went through a massive restructure, you know, kind of in-house. And um, one of the key messages from me, you know, kind of was to, to our tribes is, listen, there's nothing worse than fucking losing gracefully, right? So what I mean by that is, you know, I can kind of design a four-day program, but if you're only doing three of them, that fourth-day one is basically fucking, like, losing gracefully. Like, it's there, but it's not doing anything. Yeah. I'd rather just fucking stick to three days consistent and go fucking all out and make shit harder if you want to. If you say to me, hey, man, I can give you another day, awesome, mm. right? It's partly because also I'm lazy and I don't want to do four fucking days thing. You know, I might as well cram it to three. But really, at the end of the day, it's like, if, if you're going to do things, you know, kind of do it meaningfully and purposefully sort of thing. Um, does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, 100% intention. If you're going to do something, have the intention, you know, like really nail their intention kind of thing. Yeah. yeah. No, that was that was, that was was awesome. Um, and, and so I'll lead in with something else, like another, that was really, really good. Uh, another question is, um, <clears throat> so what was like your initial mission when you opened AIM and uh, what is it now and what influenced you with how you've structured it? Ooh, um, what was, you know, what we said, like, you know, AIM is quality of life, you know, through quality of movement, basically, right? That was basically the, the, the thing that came to kind of mind, you know, where you just effectively wanted to, and still to this day, you know, want to improve the person in front of us, you know, kind of their quality of life. And the best way we know how to do that is through this, that this thing that we are super passionate about, the thing we call, you know, kind of movement, right? You know, kind of, uh, obviously kind of movement happens in so many different ways, of course, you know, kind of, and, you know, we kind of have our own, you know, kind of default things that we tend to lean into. So things like, you know, lifting, a little bit of calisthenic, a little bit of flexibility. So, you know, within that, you know, kind of bucket, if you like, there are different tools we kind of use, but really kind of, you know, from the get go, it's really about improving quality of life. You know, kind of, and, and that quality of life, of course, means so many different things to so many different people. That's the beautiful thing, you know, kind of, and, you know, although kind of we're using the same tools, you know, we can apply them in a slightly different way. And that's where the, uh, the interesting thing, you know, kind of for me was, you know, to be able to manage different bags of emotions and personalities that are effectively individuals, you know, kind of, and of course, within that, then try to, you know, take them to a very similar intention given different context, you know, kind of like, so it was like, effectively for like a better word you know people kind of often say like puzzles you know kind of it's mm. like you know effectively we're solving different things you know i wouldn't really call myself like a, a massive problem solver per se but more so kind of like you know it's like well how do we how do we how do we unpack this right to only pack it up <laughs> yeah. does that make sense mm. you know so kind mm. of really to answer your question you know kind of from day one to still this day everything we do has revolved around you know kind of improving someone's quality of life and uh, the only thing that I may add as of recent, when I say as of recent, probably in the last, you know, kind of 18 months or so is more around, um, that quality of life also means mine. Right. And I think that's something that I hadn't thought about when I first originally started AIM. Mm. And it was more around, of course, like, you know, starting this entity. It was like, you know, it was like the, I always say AIM was my first baby, you know, kind of like whenever you create something, you know, there's, there's, whether you like it or not, there's an emotional attachment, you know, it has my, it literally has my name in it, you know, kind of, and, mm. you know, um, and I'm associated with it sort of thing. So there's always like, you know, kind of like, you know, I have to hurt a soul image and like, you know, kind of a certain portray X, Y, Z sort of thing. And, you know, and my belief, you know, my, you know, my, my, my values are, as I said, you know, kind of to improve, you know, kind of quality of life. And it's, a, it's only as a recent, you know, kind of that I've been like, hang on. This also means, you know, I, I don't want to be running down into the ground myself to improve someone else's quality of life. 
front because that's not leading from the front. You know what I mean? Like, mm. obviously, that's, you know, one of my highest values, you know, kind of, yeah. but I'm just like, hang on, hang on, hang on. Like, am I, am I actually doing this for myself too? You know what I mean? So kind of, mm. um, so that, that quality of life still stays at the, the pinnacle of everything that we do. That's a, maybe not for this podcast, but that's a really, I think, interesting topic in and of itself. That would um, Very deep. Yeah. Deep shit. Probably that's deserves it. some unpacking, I think, at some level. Um, you know, you see that the, 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 the exit rate of the, the PT or coach industry is so high. <laughs> and I think that's a big reason why. Um, but no, yeah. for sure. For yeah. sure. Mm, yeah, for sure. That's a good, it's a good philosophy. I really like that. Yeah, it's been yeah. one of the ongoing challenges, hasn't it, Joel? Where I'm, I'm the, I'm the, let's go, let's go, let's go, let's go, let's go, let's make it work. Joel's the chill, like let's think on it, which is good. We made somewhere in the middle there. Like, so so you're saying like Joel's like Sarah, basically. Joel's my Sarah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, I'm always like long term, long play. You know, like it's a marathon, not a sprint. Yeah. That's always and, my kind of you know, thing. This, uh, that's what I mean by too, you know, kind of obviously you guys are lucky to be, you know, in, in business partnership sort of thing. And as you guys know, Sarah is mine, you know, kind of, and, and it's so cool to kind of have people who are not like you in that sense, mm. you know, kind of, you know, you're yin to yang, if they call it sort of thing. Um, and it, it's a beautiful thing because, you know, to me, same thing, you know, kind of, I'm more kind of, you know, uh, Sarah would say, I'm not about processes, you know, like I'm not about, pro you know, I don't believe in process in something that we haven't done before. <laughs> you know, I'm like, let's get the thing started first to figure out what, like how to systemize it as an example, as opposed to, you know, like, you know, it's like, well, we need to systemize this first. I'm like, hang on, we don't know what the fuck we're systemizing. You know what I mean? Like, so, you know, yeah. as you were saying, Sam, you know, like we have this mad ideas, mad plans and we're like, okay, let's go and do this shit now. You know, like, um, and at the same time, you know, it's like, well, hang on, we need to figure out what is that we're doing. Timing is important, you know, making sure everything we, you know, is in, you know, effectively Joel is probably kind of saying like, let's make sure this actually is aligned and we can actually do it sustainably, X, Y, Z, makes sense, you know, bigger picture. Um, so mm. I think it's, it's a good thing. And that's also kind of what I mean by kind of quality of life. You know what I mean? Kind of like, because um, the decisions aren't small, you know, kind of like, you know, obviously they come from a place of love. Right, but they have ramifications in the present and in the in the future as well, sort of thing. Right, and obviously, you know, this business is our livelihood as well. Yeah. Right. Mm. You know? Yeah. Mm. And, you can, and I think clients can tell, like, like there's sessions. We've all had sessions where we rock up and we're just not there to coach. Like we're just not in that frame of mind. You know, we're not in the frame of mind where we can be supportive and we can be encouraging and 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 work with the clients. Like I've had sessions like that. We've all had. I'm sure we've all had sessions like that. And I think. I've, that that obviously is the more you the more you burn yourself out and the more you sort of just you know you, if you give too much then that's just gonna happen more and more and i know and that's obviously gonna affect the overall quality of what that client is getting from you you know the way they leave that session the quality of training they get the quality of coaching they get how they feel about it and so 100 percent, i think if there's that's got to be held in balance you know like mm. you said of life as well yeah the you know we won't go too deep into it as you said kind of um probably not for the right thing for today sort of thing but what i will say and leave it at this is you know uh, a big missing piece that i feel like it just looks kind of way back to training you know for a lot of coaches you know kind of a lot of business owners you know it's it comes up to kind of how you generate energy for yourself period you know mm -hmm. and 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 the purest and the simplest layer of doing that is fucking physical thing you know, like movement is fucking medicine in that sense, right? You know, mm -hmm. kind of like movement is med you know, meditation to me. You know, like when mm -hmm. I move, you know, whether it's hard fucking training, whether it's soft training, whatever you want to label it as, it's like, oh, this is this is for me, you know, kind of to me. 
you know, and, 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 you know, Ooh. it's almost like, you know, kind of like you come out of it so much better. You know what I mean? It's like, it's people say like, you know, go for a long fucking walk, you know, like a sleep on it, that sort of thing. Like that's what fucking training to me is or moving to me is, you know, like, um, that literally improves my fucking quality of life right there and then. Yeah. You know? mm. No, that makes sense. Yeah. I'm going to pump. I'm going to pump. That, no. yeah, that was that right there. That was like worth its weight, worth its weight in gold, you know, <laughs> right there what you said. Because that's genuinely been my thing, right? Is like, again, and we can move on and, and, and chat about other stuff. But mine has always been like, yeah, I've always thought in order for me to, what's that? There's a famous saying. It's like, in order to save someone, you have to put your life jacket on first. Like, there's no <laughs> point in both of you drowning. You know what I mean? Trying to save someone. It's like, you need to go, cool. I need to look after me, numero uno, you know, look after myself. Because then when I'm looking after myself, doing my thing, and whether that's stepping back a little bit and kind of handing the reins off, taking on less, you know, getting some rolls in, you know what I mean? Multiple times, getting on the mats. <laughs> I don't know, lifting some iron. If that's what you need to like fill your cup, to show up for people and be present, you know, that's what you got to do. And that is so important. And it's like what Sam said, there's guys that I know at jiu-jitsu that are PTs as well. And we've spoken about it and they've been in the game for a long time. And they were like, man, I was getting cash, like good cash, but I was on 50 hours a week of PT. And they were like, I only did that for like a year or two. And I was just, I nearly left. So mm. totally, totally. Yeah. Um, yeah. Very, very powerful. I think um, we should jump to the, um, to the white belt question. Oh, yeah. to the, the PJJ there, but yeah. you just wrote, you know why is it important for coaches to be students first and we, we me and joel have experienced this again firsthand you know i think it makes sense for us now um but you know to maybe flesh it out a bit more to any coaches who are listening or gym owners or anyone really why is it important to have that white belt mentality um not just early on but all the time you know what, what and how how do you approach that even as someone who's now been in the game for so long um how do you make sure that you keep this mindset? You know, because I think it's it's fair to say that there comes a point when probably being a PT or a coach and you think I've got my systems, I've got my methods, you know, this is how I build this, this is how I build that, this is the right movement for that. But keeping that, you know, things are obviously changing, like methods are dynamic, we learn, like, so how do you maintain that for yourself, that white belt mentality, you know, in terms of your coaching and things like that? And why do you think that's important for, for coaches and PTs to hold as like a, as a value? uh simply we don't know what we don't know right period like that's just a solid place to start um and no matter how long you've been in the game and no matter how many times you've done you know certain things there are always things you can squeeze out of it right now relating it back to coaching as an example um first and foremost you know coaching is not about fucking you you know like it's it's about somebody else um so you can have the tools and methods set in place. What we're saying effectively right now, when we say tools and methods is we can have certain constraints put in, which we sort of kind of know by experience, by time, um, that if somebody goes through this, we're gonna kind of sort of, you know, find them generally in this kind of direction effectively, which is, you know, like, that's cool. But we still need to kind of think about, you know, what we, what we have been talking about all this time, which is, well, how do we present it? How do I improve myself? You know, how do I not to exp not to use the word expedite someone's journey, but rather how do I improve someone's experience on that journey? 
mm. you know, to me, that's where, you know, when I say innovation, you know, kind of, I don't mean kind of literally trying to fucking reinvent the wheel, but it's like, you know, you guys said, you know, you're trying to improve the process. Is that process being changed because you want to change the experience of somebody? You know, mm. like in the way you do things to improve on the things that you're doing. It's not, I don't imagine you're going to be, you know, restarting and remodeling everything, like every, the way you do things completely. Like, that's, I don't think that's going to be happening. You know what I mean? Kind of like, um, but it's going to be more of an iterative process, right? And that's what White Belt allows you to do. You know, it's like, oh, yeah, split squats, been doing it for fucking 12 years. And it's like, oh, but if I can present it in this way, or like, oh, like, you know, for this person, whatever it is, you know, like, um, the way we can communicate that the way we can present that you know the way we can layer that too it's like the cool thing um now none of the main th way that i keep myself accountable um is you know there are a number of you know there are so many fucking savages out there you know there's so many of our peers our colleagues you know kind of who are leading from the front you know kind of within that specific route you know specific uh, trading modality or a field or whatever you want to call it sort of thing and it's really cool to kind of you know uh see them go in their journey and obviously kind of you know demystify you know kind of this entity that we're not familiar with and you know to be able to kind of then you know students being students first it's like well how can we start to kind of you know experiment play integrate you know with that material into what we're doing already you know first and foremost Right. Yep. So it's like, you know, I'm not saying I want to be a fucking circus to lay a hand balancer, you know, but it's like, hey, but can I fucking, you know, kind of can I stand on my hands? You know, like, you know, in jujitsu, as you would know, kind of Joel, you know, kind of it's like mm. everybody fucking goes to YouTube University every fucking day. <laughs> or or in, there's also there's also Instagram, you know, kind of Instagram university these days, right? And it's like, here's five things to try, you know, whatever yeah. it is. It was like, hey, I just saw this today. Can I just try it on you? You're like you, am I still gonna have ankle after this? You know, yeah. kind of like, um, <laughs> yeah. you know. But the cool thing is, you know, like we all learn by doing the thing. Like, there's only so much fucking thinking, talking, philosophizing that you can do. In a day, you have to go back and implement that shit to really kind of figure out whether you know it sits well within the process you already have, uh, whether there's room, whether there's you know things that resonate with you, how it makes you feel subjectively. Um, you know, because again. Uh, that's what it boils down to, right? You know, kind of for us to be able to then, you know, use it or, you know, put our own perspective into it. Um, I think kind of, you know, in the last, let's say, you know, six to seven years, uh, you look at, you know, kind of the kind of training that we do. It's, you know, I would say it's probably kind of like become not still the mainstream, but I would say it's well, you know, kind of it's it's right up there now sort of thing, you know, like 100%. Seeing, seeing gymnastic rings, you know, kind of and doing more kind of body weight stuff, doing more flexibility things, you know, Huge, kind of it's, yeah. it's, it's, it's more the norm, you know, kind of um, than it used to be. And that's, that's because, you know, things have blossomed and things have branched out, you know, because a lot of people have had that like, oh shit, I need to kind of add this layer because inherently, you know, kind of if you as an individual, you know, kind of again to use those terminologies. If we don't want to be strong, supple savages, what business do you have fucking, you know, teaching somebody else to be or coaching or guiding somebody else to be strong, supple savages? Like you haven't fucking taken the steps in my eyes. And, you know, you can say, I've done my master's in flexibility or like, you know, I've got fucking, you know, doctorate in fucking strength training. It's like, yeah, but how are you going to fucking guide this bag of emotion, you know, kind of through mm. the steps that needs to be taken in order to, for them to be fucking strong savages? So it's like, nilch. Mm. You know, kind of like, mm. so you still need to kind of fucking go through that experience, you know, kind of go through that experience yourself, whether it's training, whether it's moving by yourself or whether it's relaying information, you know, kind of guiding, coaching, communicating, that sort of thing. Yeah. Um, and obviously, if you can do this, you know, kind of, uh, you know, well, through, you know, kind of uh, already, 
right? So we already have a, a process for ourselves, you know, kind of time dedicated to generate energy by moving as an example for yourself, right? You know, kind of uh, obviously coaching hours, you know, coaching clients, certain kind of clientele, you know, kind of, um, we can then start to actually then draw on different material as an example, right? You know, kind of, and to kind of see whether they hold value or not. Because again, you know, I'll, I'll be the first one to say this, you know, nothing is new under the sun, right? Mm. Everything that we have learned has been through our own coaches, mentors, and teachers. All we're doing is merely just, you know, sharing it through our lens, our perspective, you mm. know, effectively, you know, people's gym and, you know, anatomy and motion are putting their own little flavor on, you know, kind of how do you go about flexibility? How do you go about strength training? You know, how do you go about, you know, whatever, you know what I mean? Um, yeah. And that's the cool thing, right? You know, kind of, and people tend to kind of come to you or the people, you know, kind of that we tend to serve more gen pop tend to come, you know, kind of for those quote unquote, you know, those, you know, the, the attribute gains, you know, I want to get strong X, Y, Z, but then they stay for, you know, who Joel and, and Sam are, you know, because the way they relay information, the way they make them feel, the way, uh, their bodies kind of moving, you know, their awareness, their kind of, you know, kind of um, their physical development, if you like, like, it's like, now it's part of their life. Does that make sense? You know, kind yeah. of, and it's very, very different. And if I was to kind of contrast that with, let's say, kind of, you know, athletic endeavors, right? It's like, you know, if you have a, a really high level athlete who is playing one sport and they, you know, they literally are getting paid <laughs> to like do this as a living, like that, mm. that's different, different circumstances. You know what I mean? Mm. Kind of like, and yeah. it's like, well, mm. how do we then, you know, help somebody kind of, you know, navigate that as an example, right? You know, kind of like, um, and we have to be clear on that, right? You mm. know, from the, the, the outset sort of thing, like, uh, but those are like, just to give you an example, those are two different, very different ways that we would treat somebody. You know what I mean? Um, yeah. The, mm. did, did that make sense? Yeah. 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 yeah like cool. a, a picture. Can you guys, you guys hear me all right still? I don't know yeah. if I can. Yeah. Yeah. Or not. This, um, yeah, like I think the way that I've like started to, to resonate that, like you said, people like pictures, pictures work and, and sort of fleshing it out and analogies work. And the way that I run with it in my mind these days is, is thinking about it literally like tools in a tool belt. You know, I think my, my brother's a carpenter, you know, and he builds stairs and he builds things like that. He's got all these different tools at his disposal. He's got all these different techniques and methods of executing things. And, you know, essentially the more tools that you can learn to rock with, like the better off you'll be, right? Because you find yourself in situation A, we can use this tool. And if you find yourself in situation B, we can use that tool. Yeah. And like you were saying, over the over the over the years you learn, well, I can actually use this tool for that. I should prefer to use this tool over that tool. It's not what everyone else does, but I find this gets a better outcome for in, in my context. So I think and I when I when I when I frame it in my mind that way, and this is something that, you know, it's one of those things, like I said at the start of the podcast, right? Like when you began to speak through these things when I was doing CDP one, the pilot program, I was like, I don't really get what he's made. Like, I don't fully understand this concept, but over the years, um, I've been able to unpack this more. And now I'm seeing like, okay, it's tools in a tool belt. It's context. It's knowing when the right tool for the right job and, and who to use that with. And that's become really, really powerful and really helpful because, you know, we've heard people like the flexible Jeffrey Wolf talk about this. He's like, people subscribe to methods and certifications. They want to post it up on their wall. Like, this is everything I've done, right? And that's cool. Like if people want to do that, I don't anything against that, that's fine. But I'd rather be someone who, you know, I think it depends is a really powerful phrase when you know how to use it, if that makes sense. Like, and you can unpack why you're going to use this and not that, um, and then be able to explain that to a client and unpack that with the client of why you're using this method and not using this method. Um, and I think that's having that open mindset as a coach, I guess, speaking to maybe other coaches there, 
in our in our limited experience, I'll say. Yeah, for sure. That's and you know, could just give you that analogy, like something that just kind of popped in my head just then, and you were talking about, you know, the examples that you just gave there. It's like effectively a client is hiring us to build a house, which is like let's say their body, right? Physical development. And as you hmm. said, like, you know, there's gonna be bricklayers involved, there's gonna be carpentry involved, there's gonna be fucking joinery, or you know what I mean? Like, you know, there's like certain different, you know, which are all specialists by themselves, but you're still gonna have like that one fucking McDaddy, the project manager or whatever, like the head, you know. I don't know what they call it, the site, you know, the head site man who can, you know, give that hand and everything. And that's effectively what we're doing, right? You know, kind of, and of course, if they need a specialist to fucking, you know, create this special joinery, whatever sort of thing, which may be a little bit out of our skill set, you know, in this case, let's say like, hey, you know, nutrition to the fucking, you know, the details, the macros and X, Y, Z. I'm like, that's not me, bro. You know, kind of like, you know, let me, let me find you a specialist, you know, kind of let's bring that fucking, you know, kind of that carpenter in who, who will kind of, you know, solve that problem for you exactly. Yeah. Um, you know, but if they're like, and again, to me, you know, using that same analogy, it's like, you know, you can also kind of get people different. It's like, oh, I have the money and I can spend on it, you know, kind of, and I can get the expertise or whatever sort of thing. But it's like, well, do you know if it's going to be good or bad? Like, you know, you know what I mean? Like kind of like, mm. are you actually going to stick and see it through for it to be worthwhile? Yeah. Does that make sense? Mm. It's just, again, and that's why I guess the, the point difference would be kind of physically because it's like, you know, the ROI, it only happens, you know, when the effort goes in. Yeah. Right. And that effort being again, like that happens only by putting the work in. And unfortunately, we can't do the work for our clients. Right. So like, how do we influence, you know, the biggest training variable, which is their effort, you know, kind of into the things they're doing. Right. You know, kind of we yeah. can have a roadmap, you know, in the form of tools and methods and systems and processes, whatever sort of thing or progression, you know, kind of, you know, layering of progression. But still, it really comes down to how how much they lean into it. Right. Mm. You know, kind of lean um, into the work. Yeah. And then. Yeah, no, no. You, sorry, I was going to say two things I think recently that were really powerful that you said that have like just been in my mind. I actually said it to myself the other day when I didn't want to train. I was like, fuck, I really don't want to train. I just have no interest. And I was like, lean into the work, lean into the work, lean into the work, Joel. Like you don't want to be here, but you got to lean into it. If you want the result X, lean into it. And intention, you know what I mean? Um, and I think, yeah, the two things that Kind of what you're talking about that <clears throat> it's like that getting leaning into the work creating that intention using what's here being a generalist right just like being a generalist overall and like yeah i love that analogy with the um with the building right it's like carpentry that's that's actually a cool analogy i haven't heard before that was really sick mm. yeah that's awesome well thanks thanks yeah. sam <laughs> <laughs> um so i was gonna say there's two two last questions i want to ask um one is uh well we'll start with this one um because i think it's really important as well i see it in gyms a lot and it's something that i personally think about a lot um i think it influences everything is like obviously it does uh, how do you create culture and accountability within aim hmm that's a good one um again i think we've already talked about it before you know leaving for the fun it starts from the, the you know the top effectively um and obviously in the physical culture you know it comes down to obviously how we are showing up how we tend to lean into work you know what our processes are um and i literally wrote about this this morning as well uh, a little bit you know kind of which i can riff on which is uh, along the lines of 
you know, life, life is this beautiful thing as well as disturbing thing wherein that it doesn't stand still. Like, you know, we tend to have obviously uh, peaks, you know, kind of where everything is in flow state, you know, like our weeks are just kind of like stacking on top of each other so nicely, our training week, our programming, like efforts are top notch. And then suddenly it's just, you know, this disturbing thing about life, you know, it's like, oh, my child is fucking X, Y, Z, or the business is, you know, taking a little bit more out of it, or well, this, you know, responsibility that I have somewhere else or whatever as an example. So you have this ebbs and flows and whatnot sort of thing. And that's something we have to respect and embrace. You know, mm. kind of then, um, you know, one of my very early mentors used to say, you know, kind of bad habits get formed in good times. Um, you know, kind of this is why I'm a stickler for process again, right? Mm. Because when you get hit by fucking bad times, guess what? You just close your eyes and you fucking trust in the process. You know, like that process will see you through the fucking bad time. Mm. You know, like what happens when things don't go, you know, people's way? We panic. You know, kind of, and, and we start to make decisions, rash decisions, you know, kind of, and, and X, Y, Z. Like, you know, it's almost like we're trying to fight it, right? Were you going to say something, Sam? No, I was saying that, but as per our conversation before, that's me, and Joel's the, Joel's the calm. <laughs> <laughs> um, and, and, you know, and it, it's, you know, kind of, it, it's funny because, again, like, we can talk about it, X, Y, Z, but until you get presented with situations, you know, certain contexts, like, it's, it's, that's how you know, you know, kind of, uh, like, how you're going to pull up. You know, like how you're gonna deal with the situation, sort of thing. Um, and again, uh, the uh, coming back to the the culture, you know, kind of accountability. You know, kind of to me again, it's, it starts from the top. You know, kind of that same message, which is the you know, like you know, are we still moving towards where we want to go? But within you know the context of you know where you are right now, not where you were in the past, not where you want to be next week. You know, kind of it's like where are we right now? Um, and the same thing, you know, kind of uh, a lot of the time people will kind of often feel, um, and I guess this is why in the last podcast, Joel, you know, I said about, mm. um, I'm basically, you know, a, a dictator when it comes to the, the basics, you know, kind of, um, because, you know, the basics are basics. You know what I mean? Kind of like, you know, there's a certain quality to them and, you know, kind of taking everybody through that journey effectively um, means we get to also teach them like how to modulate effort. You know, this this training variable that I talked about before, because um, it really comes out to that. Like, how do we modulate this shit? Like, sometimes we need a really hardcore to see some, you know, kind of changes. It's, you know, intensity is the key fucking driver, you know, for a change effectively. Mm. Um, but that being said, you know, kind of like, some people are just not ready to withstand that sort of intensity or some people, you know, kind of, uh, it's the right thing, wrong time, you know what I mean? Kind of, and, mm. and we need to kind of just, you know, let them, you know, remind them, you know, kind of, and, and, and sometimes, uh, well, not sometimes, most of the time at the beginning that happens in the shape of, you know, me holding people back a little bit, you know, kind of in the shape of like, Hey, we can, you know, fight to live another day, you know, kind of like, you know, um, but in the same breath, if I've said that to somebody for a certain period of time, I also then kind of go into the other side. Hey, let's fucking keep the intensity fucking high. You know, like it's like this is a this is this hard work is exactly that. It's fucking hard. Mm. If it was fucking easy, then you know, like we wouldn't be fucking doing it. You know, like mm. and again, like how you shape that up and how you go through that. And I think you know a lot of it comes from the personal experience too, in the shape that this is why I get you know student first. Like that doesn't dump as an example. That deadlift as an example. You know, I set a PB uh, for the first time in two years. You know, kind of then, you know, it wasn't because I wasn't deadlifting in the past or whatever sort of thing. It was just like, you know, for there were other focuses that I had. And there was no point in me, you know, coming up to last year's event, knowing that I hadn't put the work in for me to then get upset or whatever sort of thing. You know, my main, you know, kind of idea was, hey, I'm going to have fun with it. And I'm doing it with people that I love around me. And, you know, it's like people are going to rally around me. 
um, you know, my process hasn't changed and it didn't change this year either. You know, like, unfortunately, I had been training really hard for this year's events, you know, with the rest of the crew. But then I sustained a little injury, which kind of took me out of the game, which meant I couldn't lift heavy. So, like, you know, I was in doubt. But then, you know, within the last four weeks or something like that, you know, kind of been like, okay, cool, like, process, process. Like, I know, you know, like, I can, I can lean into it. And, you know, when things get a little bit hard, I'm just still like, that's cool. It's meant to be hard. You know what I mean? Kind of like, because I know it's not going to last forever sort of thing as well. Like, you know, um, so again, you know, kind of, I talk about it. I, you know, kind of, I, uh, um, we make a big point around it. You know, whenever like it's in, it's in that coaching DNA sort of thing, um, where, uh, you know, kind of, we need to be able to relay the why and the how, right. You know, kind of, like, but again, in a rightful way, just because we know something, just because we know we can do something doesn't mean to do both of those things. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like it, it literally, you know, sometimes it's better, to, you know, to like most of the times, you know, kind of, I just play dumb um, uh, for the basic things, meaning mm -hmm. kind of like, and if I want somebody to kind of get basic things, the basis of that, they're there because it's really hard to fuck it up. Right. And if somebody is fucking it up, it's not my job to then go kind of go like, okay, it's like, remind me again, what is it? And what, you know what I mean? So it's more of a question mm. back to them. Like, hey, show me, you know, kind of what is it that, you know, like what were we working on last week or X, Y, Z? Like, again, how you shape it up, you know, kind of. Uh, uh, so, you know, to me, the, again, the culture, you know, the, the main thing about the culture is uh, the quality of effort, you know, kind of that you put mm. in. Does that make sense? Right. Yeah. It's like it's that's the that's how I would define, you know, that underpins our culture. And as you guys know, you know, kind of having been involved as well as, you know, kind of seeing it from, you know, outwards in, you know, we have just like yourselves, you know, kind of people from all different walks of life, you know, mm -hmm. working on an array of different fucking things. You know, we can definitely say, you know, kind of completely different fucking life contexts at different stages of, you know, kind of their lives and whatnot. However, the one thing that is in fucking common, even to a naked eye, is the quality of the work in mm. comparison to what you normally see outside, right? Mm. Not just not not just an array of different things that we tend to do, but just the quality of the work. And again, like, you know, that's palpable, right? So, you know, kind of like people don't understand it how or why, but again, that starts with this, you know, kind of the, the underlying desire to kind of, you know, make sure we are not diluting the quality of the work. We are, you know, we are uh, very clear on, you know, kind of our um, quality of effort in the things that we do. You know, that sometimes mm. that means we're going to lean into it in a certain way. You know, so Joel, come back to, you know, sometimes, you know, those those uh, those moments or periods in time where, you know, like, fuck, like, I, I don't want to fucking, you know, jujitsu, you know, that last fucking mm. roll, and like, I'm gassed, you know, like, I'm like, fuck, I can barely mm. fucking just breathe. It feels like my lungs are on fucking fire. And I look up, I've got 30 seconds and people are pairing up and I'm like, I could sit this out. I could sit this out. But it's like, no, I'm going to just go in there and I'm just going to try to survive. My intention mm. is just fucking survive. What's the worst that's going to happen? You know what I mean? Like, mm. I can't be explosive. I can't be explosive, but I'm going to be in the game, you know, and I'm going to mm. be able to take things out of it, you know? So, again, it's a mindset thing, right? It's the effort. Um, so, you know, you can still kind of take things away, as I say. Like, even if you're, if you, even if you're running on 20% of your capacity, there are still ways to get, you know, kind of the complete 20% out. Um, mm. But the reality is, like, you know, a lot of people don't know how to do that. It's all or nothing. Right? And I guess, yeah. and again, this is why it comes from the top, you know, kind of having gone through the experience ourselves. And that only happens by us actually fucking doing the work and going through those experiences ourselves too, modulating that effort, right? You know, kind of, um, 
whether it's one hard fucking session or whether it's an accumulation of hard sessions you know like that yeah. it's a, a different you know again palpably different you know kind of uh feeling if you like right mm. but a lot of people can't fucking take you know can't tell apples from oranges sort of thing when it comes mm. to this kind of stuff right so you know coming back to the the culture and quality sort of the, sorry, the culture the environment you know kind of to me that's the the paramount thing the quality mm. the effort and that happens you know in so many different ways we go about it and doing some you know pairing people up the way we communicate the way we have our processes in place the way we push people the way we pull people back like all that different kind of stuff and that's the beautiful thing yeah that was something that was uh really really present um when I went to open day years and years ago, like that was really present. Just the way you communicated, what was expected, the people that were there, um, you know, and that's something that uh, that I always reflect on is how can we build the culture, you know? Because we're still in that that frame where it's like, I, I, in my mind, we have a great already. We have a really good culture uh, and a group of of members. It's great, um, but I'm like. In my mind, I'm like, I just want that accountability. You know what you exactly what you're saying. Creating more of that, and it's like, I've seen how the culture of aim and how accountable everyone is, and so I'm always like, yes, that's so you know, sick. The culture is something that you know you can't obviously kind of forcefully do either. That's something kind of obviously you know, like I'll say from the outset sort of thing. I think it's kind of mm. pretty straightforward, but you know, culture is something that you cultivate right and mm. to cultivate something again it comes down to how you show up how you lean into it you know kind of and how you go about your thing you know and again there needs to be an integrity you know component to it there needs to be a consistency component to it there needs to be a compassionate component to it sort of thing because again it comes down to fucking people feeling crossed you know kind of an unconditional fucking you know kind of trust in the place in the environment right for them to be themselves you know, mm. people again from different walks of life, you know, kind of like, hey, I know Sam and, you know, kind of Sam and Joel have the best interests, you know, kind of, a, I'm here. Although I may not be kind of getting the most, cool, how do I kind of like help others do the same thing? That's the fucking state. That's the kind of culture, like, that's how we want to cultivate culture. You know, mm. like the effort we talk about, you know, modulating efforts, like, you know, for somebody to kind of uh, help somebody, you know, kind of, and, you know, even to have a conversation, like that is what, you know, kind of like, that's the kind of shit that, you know, we try to strive for. And, but it's something that we can't stand, you know, stand on top of a roof and fucking be like, hey, this is, this is what this is about. This is how we go about doing it sort of thing. It needs to kind of blossom from within. So really kind of, you know, as the heads of the business, as the, you know, as, as, as coaches, even in a, you know, one-to-one -one relationship, like how do we flourish that? Like, how do we cultivate that? And again, it takes a little time, you know, it takes that trust and rapport um so it's always like to me a work in progress you know kind of and and coming back to that white belt mentality sam that we were talking about a little bit earlier on again it's like how do i show up to this relationship better you know what i mean like you know how mm. do, you know I've, I've got people that i'm working in my i don't know sixth or seventh year now right and it's like well, how, well no, it's not it's i can't be having the same conversations because if i am then i've done something not so great you know, mm. so it's like, mm. well, how do I now, you know, not in, again, for lack of a better word, innovate, it's like, you know, how do I cultivate, you know, kind of uh, uh, this in a better way, you know, like, how can I kind of lean on them? Like, how can I, uh, how can I show, show up for them more powerfully? Does that make sense? You know, like, you know, they've seen the tools, they know the methods, you know, but it's like, well, how do I still kind of light that fire in them? You know, and that mm. has to start by kind of, you know, from, you know, for me and for, you know, for most sort of thing, right? Mm. Um, leaning so, yeah. from the front yeah yeah that was powerful there's so much gold in there man that was that was yeah i was if like I, if i can if i can jump in as well i think like one learning we've taken from that because i know again we've gone through these things with you and you break down how you also 
a lot of that I imagine is tied up in this mentoring aspect that you guys employ, right? And so I think one thing we've learned is that um, process then supports culture. Because if I'm a coach listening to what you just shared there, I'm thinking, how do I do that for 40 clients on my roster? That's a lot of mental and emotional energy. So then how do you then build a process? Uh, this isn't a question. I'm just saying like, these are some of the thoughts that then, that then I think are worth thinking through for people listening and coaches listening is, all right, this is the culture you want. This is what it should look like. Then how do we build process that makes that, like you said, that when times are hard, when you might be distracted and you don't always have that mental and emotional energy, you trust that process to carry you through to allow you to keep showing up for your clients, to keep having those conversations and and build into that culture, even when you might not be 100%, you know, but you trust that process to support the culture that you're driving, you know? Um, culture then process rather than the other way around, I guess is the way that, that we might phrase that. Yeah. But, mm, that's, yeah. that's perfect. Mm. Yeah. Um, all right. So gonna, that was, that was, that was awesome. Um, moving to a few questions. Uh, well, it's one, there's a couple to unpack in one um so obviously jiu-jitsu guy right we got to get the jiu-jitsu part i'm a humble blue belt i'll, I'll, I'll head out now sam, sam <laughs> sam's getting into jiu-jitsu slowly he's he's had a couple roles but yeah i'm a blue belt i know you're a blue belt um you know i i've heard obviously i've you know I've, I've heard you touch on it in podcasts right little bits and bobs but i'm like no one's ever really asked about you know we're always talking about Vic is this savage mover. It's like, but he also moves on the mats. He does shit, right? And as a jiu-jitsu guy, I'm like, well, I've got this, I've got this time with Vic. I want to ask him, like, jiu-jitsu journey, your experience, um, you know, how did it start? Where are you at now with it? You know, um, I know you took some time away, like extended time away. You were into it, and then you took some like what what are the reflections there? You know. Yeah. That's uh, yeah, that's quite a big topic, huh? I mean, I guess kind of to summarize it, you know, kind of uh, with everything that we've talked about today so far, Jiu-Jitsu is a really awesome reflection of everything, you know, we've touched on today. So, you know, mm -hmm. started it back in, I think, early 2015 or late 2015, I can't quite remember now. Um, but, you know, it was, it was purely because, you know, I had somebody in my ear saying like, yeah, this Jiu-Jitsu thing, like, you know, this, this Gracie family is the mafia, whatever. Like, you know, it's, it's awesome. Like, you know, it's better than judo, X, Y, Z. Like, I didn't know what the fuck it was. Anyway, I turned up to my first trial class. And the main reason I actually even kind of went to something like that is because, you know, I was going through my phase of like, I want to try new things. You know, it was like kind of, you know, I wanted to give, you know, I, I think at, at this point I've done things like triathlon, ultra marathons. I was doing Olympic weightlifting. You know, I just kind of touched on gymnastics a little bit. Um, and like this thing was, I was just like, I was interested in it, intrigued in it. And the thing that really sold me into it was, you know, kind of uh, my first class, you know, I had this fucking half, I mean, I'm a small guy as you guys know, but you know, kind of I had this half the size of me, this, you know, South African chick who was a purple belt at the time. And she fucking like, you know, <laughs> really broke my arms three different times in three different ways, you know, kind of, and I was like, you know, like I was yeah. like, you know, like, you know, when you're like, don't, of course. You know, I'm not trying to be aggressive. And I'm like, hang on, like, I'm just being <laughs> fucked around here like a rag doll, you know, like, and then first time mm. it happened, I was like, maybe kind of like, I was like, I was just gonna lie, you know, like that, that you know, primal fucking boy thing. So it's like, no, no a little, a lot that happened, you know, like the second mm. or third time, I was just like, I was fighting for my fucking life. And then she could have like stabbed my arms, you know, kind of like if she really wanted to. Um, but that was really kind of the, you know, I was like, oh, I'm, I'm, it's, it's hard, but it's, it's, it's fun, you know, and that's why mm. I guess kind of the fun side of things and learning new things. Uh, that's how I got into it, I guess. Um, as you guys know, kind of, you know, to get better at anything, it's all about repetition and frequency. So, you know, as a white belt, I think that's probably the prime time if you enjoy it, 
you know, kind of being kid free, you know, no brick and mortar business sort of thing. Uh, although I'd, you know, moved countries, you know, kind of I could find, I, I found an academy, you know, I was attending two, three times per week, sometimes four times a week, you know, in a, on a good week, um, you know, fucking recovering really well because I was young and, you know, kind of like, you know, just kind of the kind of training that I was doing back then, you know, was you know, uh, similar to, you know, kind of what it is now, but obviously at a lot lower level, meaning kind of not as a high intensity, similar mm. sort of, you know, concepts, but just at a different stage effectively. I would say probably, you know, kind of late beginner to early intermediate in terms of, you know, gym work. Um, and that really kind of complemented, you know, the, the beginning stages of my jiu-jitsu. Um, and I and I sort of kind of excelled at um, a quite fast pace, you know, kind of just because of the training frequency as well as you know a couple of the, the attributes that I already had, mm. um, and um, uh, so I think kind of you know within uh, I think it was like less than eighteen months, you know, kind of I had my my blue belt, no. um, and um, yeah, kind of you know I I you know as as most people do, Sam, just in case you didn't know, kind of you know it's like powerlifting, it's like well, when's the next meet, you know, it's always like if you do if you do deadlift bench or whatever, it's like. Well, well, sign up for bench, you know, same thing in jiu-jitsu. It's always like, when's your next comp, bro? You need, to, you need to do a comp. You need to challenge yourself. You know, like mm. that basically becomes the, the thing in jiu-jitsu community. Um, so, you know, when I was still a white belt, kind of, um, I think I had two stripes and, uh, you know, I did my first comp and um, accidentally broke someone's arm. And, um, you know, kind of, and the story got told yesterday, last night, you know, my baby girl, five years old, you know, went to her first jiu class last yeah. night and Wayne, you know, the, the black belt coach there, you know, he's just kind of reminded me of it. He was telling the kids the story. He was teaching them how to, you know, arm bar or whatever. Um, and just saying, it wasn't Vic's fault though, because the guy didn't know how to post. And that, that was the story he was telling. And I was like, oh yeah, I remember that. You know, it made me really kind of feel bad. It's, you know, like, you know, you break someone's arm, then you like, you, like, you, you win the fight, you go to the next thing, you win that and you'll get, you know, it's like, oh no, that's, that's all I want to do. Um, so competing has never really been in you know, the forefront of my mind. Um, and that's almost kind of reflection to, you know, kind of my other training, you know, kind of in life too. Like, I don't want to be the world's best elitist in one thing. Like, you know, people often say to me from a hand balancing perspective, it's like, when are you going to start one one arm handstand, bro? I'm like, I am not nearly dedicated enough or like, you know, kind of patient enough to be pursuing that sort of kind of goals. You know, same thing with like, you know, squats. It's like, when are you going to, you know, like 200 kilo squat? Like, you know, it's like the, that's, that's the, that's the pinnacle, bro. You know, like, yeah, I don't think I'm, you know, patient or committed enough to, you know, go put myself through just to kind of attain those kind of numbers. So it's like, you know, good enough, you know, but, you know, other things, basically, that's the the main thing about jujitsu. Um, had to take time away from it, you know, when we kind of first came into AIM, you know, had my baby girl, um, just because of timing, you know, kind of responsibilities, it was just wasn't marrying it up. Uh, then obviously COVID happened as well. Um, and this is not to say I, I stopped completely, you know, there were obviously kind of, you know, once every blue moon, you know, I'd, put the, I'd throw the gi on and, you know, kind of have a little roll or whatever sort of thing or technical work. And that's one of the key things, you know, kind of, so again, being part of the process, my thinking has always been, you know, kind of, uh, I had to put something on a back burner, right? And putting on the back burner doesn't mean kind of, I'm going to leave it completely. It, and also it doesn't mean kind of, you know, I'm going to come back into it the way that I left it sort of thing. It was always like, what are the basics? You know, like mm. what are the fundamentals? You know, so every single time I put my gear on, you know, kind of the, you know, kind of every blue moon, it'd be more around drilling. It'd be more around, okay, cool. Like just getting the feeling of like, cool, like, you know, we're getting repetitions in, you know, uh, even, you know, kind of when I restarted uh, Jiu-Jitsu full-time back again, you know, end of last year, um, it was like, okay, ideally I want to be going three times a week because that's the, you know, that's where I, you know, that's where we're going to maxing out. It's like, nah, once a week consistently, you know, twice a week is like, you know, icing in the cake. So that was the kind of the mentality sort of thing, you know, building my bandwidth and whatnot. Um, 
because as you know kind of even from a grouping perspective you know kind of oh, like i think yeah. i just come back from like uh i just i was rounding off a one-arm chin hands it's a one-arm oh. chin ups right yeah and then suck. kind of you know and then you know holding me my fingers like you know elbow fucking like was so pissed off within week two you know and i'm like mm. and i'm trying to figure out you know how do i not let go of my gains you know like how do i keep you know keep the intensity high in the gym and you know kind of like try pick up and i was just like i need to get a divorce here you know, like I need to get a divorce with something. And, you know, this is the cost of pursuing something, you know, kind of, and again, coming back to the conversation we're having a little bit earlier on, it was like, it doesn't mean I'm getting, you know, kind of, I'm, I'm gonna have to leave it to the side. It means I need to be a little bit more creative around, okay, if I'm gonna pursue something, I need to be okay with, you know, letting something go. But the interesting thing for me then is like, well, how do I, you know, kind of like now marry, you know, everything around this one thing that I wanna, you know, kind of develop. Um, and again, you know, on the mats, sticking to the mats as an example, you know, uh, being very mindful or intentional with the work. Because again, as you know, kind of in a jiu-jitsu, it's like, hey, we're going to work on this drill or we're going to do this thing and then, you know, going to work something and then roll and, you know, survive, that sort of thing. You know, kind of to me, it was, you know, around, okay, here are the topics that I want to kind of uh, work on for the next couple of weeks, you know, kind of no matter what I do, I'm going to just do these things. I'm going to put myself in a situation to kind of, you know, use these whatever sort of stuff. Um, so straight away, kind of, you know, the processes that I have in place, um, you know, kind Love of in it. my normal, you know, gym setting, like, again, you know, kind of, it's like, cool, I'm going to just work on getting to someone's back from, you know, kind of, you know, whatever position sort of thing. Or, you know, if, if that meant, you know, if I was rolling with somebody, you know, kind of like, okay, cool, get on my back or, you know, expose that sort of thing. So it'd be like just a more of a situational sort of thing, you know, kind of, and, and also like, you know, coming back to the basics, uh, to bring it back to foundation sort of thing, you know, foundations, as I mentioned, mentioned before, there are some constraints behind it, right? So, you know, kind of we're doing things in a manner that it's really hard to fuck up. Like, you know, and it's like, we can still then dial things up. In jujitsu, it's like, you know, no one's going to give you their arm, right? So it's like, you know, you can work all this, you know, this technically, you know, kind of most proficient way, X, Y, Z sort of thing. But you need to realize, you know, like how to navigate your own body, you know, kind of in space and time to get to that position to then kind of finish it off to the best ability while someone else is doing the same thing you know kind of for you mm -hmm. right um so it's like the, the the analogy i often use kind of is like you know it's like a game of chess but it's never you're ready your go <laughs> right and of course you know kind of you will know joel you know kind of mm. um somebody who's obviously you know a little bit fresher than you you know kind of somebody who's not you know like the white belt still or early kind of blues sort of thing you can sort of kind of dominate and play your game you know where they're coming from a mindset perspective they don't know how to modulate their effort or they only have you know a certain amount of tools in the box them you know kind of certain amount of techniques if you like um you know but they still need to get to the position to apply that technique mm. right so again it takes you know kind of to me i'm like well i know i've spent a bunch of time you know kind of just not finishing the job off just kind of getting you know into these certain positions on in certain scenarios then once i get to those things then the next layer would be like now i have the time and space to apply my technique and you know in terms of kind of like the thing the way to finish that sort of thing off mm. um so again i'm not really kind of you know tied down to kind of just you know winning everything but rather kind of like how can i put myself in a situation you know kind of where it is you know hugely in my favor sort of thing and sometimes that means you know kind of or most of the time that means you know kind of uh defending meaning like you know putting yourself in a bad situation mm. right because effectively you know kind of um, sam i'm pretty sorry um joel i'm pretty sure you know you know don't down her sort of thing of you know course. Kind of having having listened to a lot of his work and you know kind of yeah. you know even in my off time you know kind of um really like the it, obviously it's you know jiu-jitsu like anything you know kind of physical work it's like you know it's, it's physicality sort of thing but there's a big mindset 
right? You know, mm. kind of, and the big mindset here is, of course, like, you know, Sam, if me and Sam roll, and if I go, you know, into that role or into a fight, as an example, you know, kind of knowing that, like, no matter how badly Sam kind of puts me in a bad situation sort of thing, I'm confident that I can get out of that shit, right? Mm. So it's like basic kind of, and I know I'm capable of doing that because I've shown and demonstrated that time after time after time. Like, you know, mm. I go into the room, whether it be lower belts or higher belts, you know, I know I can get, I can survive. I can do the right thing at the right time. I can, you know, X, Y, Z. And more importantly, like, I can then start to kind of play my own game. You know, I can start to kind of impose myself on that person, you know? So like mm. having that confidence, right? Uh, of course, it doesn't go all the, you know, all the time that particular way, you know, kind of, uh, and, and that's the beauty of it sort of thing. But again, there's a lot of parallel in terms of training, a lot of processes, you know, and that's what I try to bring into the jujitsu on the mats effectively. Mm. Um, yeah, you know, you're, you're, you're um, something that, again, I'm, I've just, the podcast, I've been on listening to a lot of it, and there's something that you said on one of the podcasts that I was like, yeah, fuck, all right. So I went, I now have with my grappling, I've gone with, with that mindset of before, you know, you get that fucking primer when you're there, two blue belts that have been decent blue belts for a while and you're pretty equal and you get there and it's just, you want to start out technical. You're like, bro, one for one, fucking social <laughs> intelligence, physical intelligence. Once a little bit of heat starts going, boom, that comes out, you know what I mean? That gets thrown out the window and it's just fucking primal soldier shit and you guys are just trying to sub each other. And I, I started... Uh, I'm not going to lie. I get, it happens sometimes. Like sometimes when I'm with my mates, you know, they start talking a bit of shit on the mats, you know, and then you just, whoa, let's go. But I've definitely taken something. And again, to, to uh, throw a thanks is to your ways. I now am really focusing on like, I'm going to get systemized and process about this. Like no more is it all about just fucking, you know, control, dominate, strangle. You know, now it's going to be all about, all right, let's get, systemize with this let's go like six eight twelve weeks of my god my game is going to be just getting put in side control and getting out of side control and if i know that i can just get out of side control like dana says it's all the time boom 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 no matter lighter person heavier person super strong person etc more technically proficient is like just having that process and having intention going on the mats because i noticed that was a really fucking big thing as i'd go on the mats and my you know just go through the motions yeah, I'm here. Let's go. Where now I'm like, no, because like, like you said, and like Dana has said, like the philosophy is like, be systemized, be process driven, you know, and, yeah. and also choosing who I roll with. It's a big one. You know, there's like, I'm a, I'm a bigger dude, right? I'm tall. I'm kind of heavy. I'm like, I used to be in the, the 90 kilos, which was good. Now I'm like 110 kilos. So I get put on the big boy side, right? Yeah. All the big boys go over there. So everyone's like, 100 105 120 130 is huge monsters and you can get caught in that yeah it's look it's, again droid parallels with you know what we were talking about all day today sort of thing like at the start it doesn't fucking matter what you do just showing up creating good habits that's the most important thing you know like you're going to learn position things you're going to roll you know you're going to get your ass kicked and like you're going to be exposed to whatever but that's all good like they were all learning things but they just start to evolve you know, like, so, you know, like at your stage, at my stage sort of thing, where now it's like, okay, for me to go to the next layer, I need to be intentional. I need to be very clear on that, what that, that, that right next step for me is, you know, and, and again, doing parallels for the conversation today, like, you know, it's about modulating effort. That's what you're saying. It's all good and well me having the fucking intention to do certain, certain thing. But then, you know, I do that on a fucking brown belt. There's no way I'm going to be imposing nope. my game. So it's like, I need to choose fresh meat. 
you know like i need to impose myself i need to make sure okay yeah this kind of works and then you know it's that progressive overload baby you know it's like okay now i'm going to bring it back to you know my level okay now i'm going to put this into practice and, and see if i can take it to a little bit you know people who are better than me and, and the, the, the next layer sort of thing so again there's 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 layers to this game you know kind of and again like when we try to do the right thing wrong time you know it's like oh yeah you should be university i've I watched this instructional i've been trying this and then you try it on somebody who just you know has it's like six steps ahead of you right it doesn't even allow you to fucking get into the position never mind fucking the the actual finish sort of thing it's like and people are like drawing their hairs out all that kind of stuff i'm like that's probably why you know you're not more than anything you're probably seeing diminishing returns mm. right because you know a lot of the time again you know the the culture sam just so you know you're still in the conversation is like a lot of people say you know when they say trust the process right you know and just the same thing it's like trust the process you know at each level at each belt sort of thing there's a certain expectation you know you need to have sort of thing so they say you know kind of like you know blue belt is when you finally kind of you know obviously you've shown consistency but you know the blue belt is also where most people tend to leave because again for, the, for those reasons like things are too fucking hard you know like it's never too easy just things are too hard <laughs> the learning curve is <laughs> right? so massive from you know blue to but purple, then yeah but then when you go to purple belts you know people so often say i don't know you know kind of though mm. you believe this or not but you know a lot of people say when you go to purple belt like you sort of have your game defined yeah 100%. meaning like you know you sort of kind of know what your ins and outs are your go-to things are and then brown belt is you know where you start to teach people and that's kind of hold in that a little bit you know kind of and start to add different layers and as they say when you reach black belts you're a <laughs> the white journey belt begins. Again. <laughs> yeah the journey begins like and you're like fuck that's a 10-year journey just to start again like it's cool it's and look at that time, yeah and look at that timeline right so let's say 10-year average whatever you know number it is as an example like you know blue bell is obviously like a bleep you know kind of like at the starting of that process sort of thing but again like can we make that better like how can we use it within our context you know like joel you just mentioned you know kind of on the larger side longer limbs you know kind of i'm obviously you know fucking a hobbit right slash smurf right so you know my game is gonna look a little bit different you know kind of it has to you know kind of uh uh again and and that's not gonna happen by accident it needs to be by design like you know and by mm -hmm. design for you know most cases you know, or jujitsu is like by default, you know, it's like years of mat, you know, years on the mats, it's gonna, you know, eventually fuck it, you're gonna have to learn something. If you mm. don't get your ass kicked every day, you're gonna figure out how not to do it. So it's mm. like, well, how do we proactively start to go about, you know, kind of demystifying or like starting to kind of put ourselves into a better position, you know, kind of it's like, um, a lot of the things that I tend to kind of, you know, uh, I've been doing a lot of nogi recently, you know, kind of, mm. and um, again, there's a lot of movement. It's like, you know, more basically, Sam, for, you know, keys, the stuff that you wear, the pajamas, you know, so you can hold on to the material. Whereas nogi is just basically, you know, slippery slide, baby, you know, kind of, you mm. just like hugging and slipping out of people. Um, so even not so good people can look sometimes good because, you know, kind of they can just slip out of it, right? But you know who's really good because, you know, you don't slide out of that shit sort of thing. Mm. Uh, but even the gripping, you know, like I talked about before, like, you know, key, you're holding, you know, you're using your fingers and like, that's like, you know, your forearms are fucking conditioned in a completely different way. Whereas key, it's like more wrist, right? Because you can't use your fingers to hold onto things, right? So even these small details and then drawing parallels, you know, jumping from key to no key, technically, you know, like how to use, you know, it's like, it's the same positions, same sort of submissions, but you get, you apply them slightly differently and the positions you're in need to be refined a little bit more and they kind of complement each other. So it's almost mm. like drawing parallels with different modalities, mm. you know what I mean? Um, mm. So again, to me, it's, it's a beautiful space, you know, kind of where, uh, coming back to your original question around the mats, you know, kind of like my evolution and whatnot, you know, A, I get coached by somebody else. So I have, you know, professors, I have, you know, my even, my, even my peers, you know, kind of higher belts who have their own game and their own way of, 
uh, communicating and sharing information. You know, it's like, here's a triangle. Fuck, I've got short legs, but here's how what you can do. Like, here's how I solve that problem. X, Y, Z. It's like, oh, yeah, let me try that next time or whatever sort of thing. Versus, you know, you get fucked. And you're like, hey, can you just fuck me up again just so I know how you did it, please? But do it slower. <laughs> you know, it's, 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 it's a beautiful thing. And I think kind of, you know, uh, to me, again, it's more of a, a meditation, you know, medicine thing. Again, kind of it's like, you know, it's a way for me to generate energy, although I feel depleted at the end of every session, um, you know, but it's effectively kind of uh, a thing that I, you know, I, I like having in my life um, because again, going on everything that was spoken about from a mindset perspective, you know, kind of from a uh, sharing perspective, from, you know, kind of communication perspective, from leading from the front, you know, kind of like all those things, you know, the modulating effort, uh, everything we talked about, you know, kind of jujitsu, kind of for me, kind of in, in, um, encompasses all those things, you know, kind of, and and it's an exciting one, you know, it's it's cool. Yeah. Oh well, sick. Thank you very much. I've I've always thought like, man, why doesn't anyone ask Vic more about jujitsu? Maybe they don't do jujitsu, but I'm always like, <laughs> well, if I've got him here, I'm like, I'm gonna ask because I didn't ask last time we did the podcast, so I was like, I'm gonna <laughs> ask this question because, you know. You got to do it. You got to do it. Well, look, I'll, um, unless Sam, do you have something to add? No, nah, no, nah, I guess, I guess I just need to go and start jujitsu now. That's yeah. it. That's <laughs> it. And then we need yeah. to have a people's gym aim rolling day, right? Where we just pressure like all sides, pressure yeah. from all sides now. We got, I got, yeah, members, got members getting me to roll. I got Joel. I got Vic. I got, I can't get away from it. Honestly, even the business owner in front of us is a jujitsu guy. I'm like, I'm literally surrounded by jujitsu people. I can't get away from it. You know? Oh my goodness. It's a beautiful thing. You know, kind of uh, the, the, the art of folding people. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> or, or being folded. I mean, it depends. Yeah. Someone's, someone's been folding. <laughs> sometimes it. you're the hammer. Sometimes you're the nail, right? That's it. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, thank you, Vic. Your time. We'll wrap it up there and let you get back to your day. But thank you very much uh, for joining us and, and uh, yeah, imparting some wisdom and sharing your experiences. It's been awesome. Yeah. And I guess to give you the chance, you know, if there's anything you want to plug, you know, uh, with the coaching development, a lot of what we've spoken about today has been stuff that you actually have packaged into something people can experience i mean like it's been a while but like 60 second rundown you know if people want to get more in touch with you and your philosophy and learn your method like what's the easiest way what have you got coming up in the next month or two uh cool so i guess nothing is the the answer really kind of uh basically you kind of see people face to face you know we have a waiting list at the moment uh you know coaches program that we normally kind of do for coaches you know kind of we're wrapping that up in the year where we kind of we're just working with a certain amount of coaches which is awesome uh, but you know, the only thing that we have to offer, I guess, kind of is, you know, no matter where you are in the world, if you want to experience, obviously about how we do things and how we help guide people, uh, towards becoming strong, subtle savages, we've just kind of released our online, you know, programs, uh, collection of them effectively that we'll kind of obviously add on over, you know, kind of period of time as well. Um, there's a community, you know, aspect to it as well. So you can kind of, you know, form checks, questions, Q and A's, you know, kind of extra little kind of back, uh, extra little resources and stuff like that um that people can have access to they can you know, subscribe to that um uh, all that information is on our website so basically our online kind of in the training platform uh if you want to you know kind of train the aim way um but that's about it love it awesome. no, i appreciate that so yep get in touch if you can awesome stuff happening there and i'm like joel said we really appreciate you taking the time to get back on here and, and unpack all of that wonderful philosophy for us that was awesome. <laughs> really good no, thank you very much for having me on and giving me the opportunity to uh, ramble. It's uh, it's always a it's always a good one. Kind of, I always enjoy coming, you know, seeing you guys and obviously kind of having a yarn. So um, yeah, 
That's cool. Thank you very much. Awesome.